Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callis, and thank you for joining us and listening here as we conclude and wrap up our first week with Jake Preston from our Salem campus here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Uh, so Jake, thanks, man, for, for being here. Thanks for the love, love of the word, love of the Lord, love of his His body uh, that you share. And thank you for your friendship as well, man. Uh, really enjoyed this. Uh, before we begin uh, into the word here in 1 Peter chapter 2, um, what what's something else? Else in the institute that y'all kind of walk through that maybe a question that someone might have or question that we should be asking that's either answered or wrestled with in the institute. Yeah, I think we have we have a tendency to uh, minimize the importance of the local church sometimes. That especially in our day and age in our culture, one of the questions a lot of people outside the church are asking is, you know, why do I have to be part? Of this community mm. called the church. Yeah. Why can't I just follow Jesus by myself, have kind of my own private relationship with him? Why does it really need to involve anyone else? I don't want to get into the uh, all the, the bad things the church has done in the past. Mm. I don't need a community. I just want to be uh, in relationship with Jesus by myself. And so we actually spend a week unpacking the doctrine of the church. Mm, that's good. And why the church is essential. Uh, and that's always one of my favorite weeks of the Institute is to Uh, unpack what's called uh, ecclesiology, the church. Uh, And so we unpack why the church is essential and why it's not optional Mm. for followers of Jesus to be part of the new community and why it's actually not just an obligation, Mm -hmm. but that for us, it should be one of the best things about being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Love love it, man. Uh, So as you look at that in the church, how did you come into a personal relationship with Jesus? So I... uh, Gave my allegiance or placed my faith in Jesus when I was, uh, I believe I was eight years old uh, during vacation Bible school uh, here at Fellowship, uh, which is really neat that still at the church that I attended as a, uh, as a child where I professed my faith. Uh, and so I prayed a prayer when I was a kid at vacation Bible school, and then I was baptized uh, a little while later. And I continued to follow Jesus, but it wasn't really until my second semester of my first year at Liberty, where my faith really became real mm. and really became kind of the, the central guiding point of my life. Um, and it was through my friendship, actually, I had mentioned him earlier with uh, Chris Brown that really helped me take uh, that next step. Uh, and I discovered my love for the Bible uh, and theology. And I realized that Christianity, that my faith wasn't just something that I did as a child where I prayed this prayer and then I could kind of go on living a moral life, Mm -hmm. but that actually Jesus invaded and wanted control over everything, Mm -hmm. that as king, he doesn't do compartmentalized faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that shift has really made all the difference uh, in my life and my personal relationship uh, with Jesus and seeing the world in a different way and the way that I do my work as a financial planner, it's totally changed that. Um, and so I came into a personal relationship with Jesus in vacation Bible school, um, but I, I don't say that he necessarily really became the king of my entire life mm. uh, until early on in college, and I'm extremely grateful for uh, Liberty's 
impact on me because I don't think uh, I'd be where I am without without that. Mm-hmm. Go Flames. That's right. <laughs> All right, as we uh, jump, open up in First uh, Peter chapter 2 uh, and you read it, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated that you highlighted and wrote down here today? The verse that really stuck out to me, uh, which is it's really a classic verse, was verse 9, and it says in the ESV, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is, man, this is one of my favorite verses in all of First and Second Peter. Uh, what, what's going on here? Explain what, what Peter's getting at as he writes this. What's fascinating about this is that we have to remember the context of who Peter is writing to, and he's writing to um, communities of Jesus followers that are dispersed throughout um, Asia Minor, or what would be considered uh, modern Turkey, and a lot of them are suffering and enduring persecution. Mm-hmm. And so Peter is writing this as an encouragement to them, and he's really using a lot of Old Testament language and mm-hmm. Old Testament imagery here, specifically in verse 9. And I think if we don't have a good understanding of specifically royal priesthood and what that meant in the Old Testament, we can kind of miss mm-hmm. the grand ramifications uh, that this verse has for us. And so what Peter is really saying is that these individual followers of Jesus and then collectively as the community are actually little temples mm-hmm. that are spread all over the world that are are helping to bring God's presence uh, to the world. And if you look at a priest, a royal priest, their role uh, in the life of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, they were responsible for both representing the people to God and also representing God to the people. And so what Peter is saying is that now all of Jesus' followers are a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. that it's not just reserved for a priest uh, that was in the line of Aaron, the Levitical priesthood, but that through, because the Holy Spirit has been given to every follower of Jesus, that every follower of Jesus, specifically in this, in this first century context, is part of that royal priesthood, mm-hmm. that their role is to reflect God to the rest of the world. And that's quite a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even as the, the verse kind of wraps up, or in this specific one, it says, you know, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him. This proclamation, uh, it's both in word, you do proclaim with your life, but you proclaim by your mouth as well. Uh, there, I thought that that's pretty cool. Into his marvelous light, out of darkness and into light. Uh, what do you think are some um, points of real application uh, for followers of Jesus Day? Since we don't have the temple, since we don't have a place of that sort, what are, what are application points? I think part of the application is really just, I think one, it's educating ourselves on the story of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the previous classes of the Institute is called Christian Story. And it's where we trace the story of the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And I think sometimes as Christians, it's easy to minimize the Old Testament in terms of its importance, mm-hmm. that really we're, we're New Testament believers, that we don't really need the Old Testament. But if you read specifically in Peter, uh, Peter himself being Jewish was steeped uh, in the language of royal priesthood, temple. Um, but what he's getting at is really almost impossible to understand if you don't have a good understanding of the Old Testament, if you don't know what the royal priesthood signified, how important that was mm-hmm. in the life of Israel, and how the wrongs of the priesthood that occur and ultimately end up resulting in exile, and even Jesus uh, confronting 
that royal priesthood in his day, Mm -hmm. uh, that it's really difficult to understand this passage. And so I think we need to recover. A point of application is knowing our Old Testament well, Mm -hmm. that we need to know the grand story of the Bible because even though we're not Jewish, we have been grafted into the family of God. Mm -hmm. And so Israel's story has now actually become our story, Mm -hmm. and we need to know our story in order to know what it means to be part of that royal priesthood. That's good. What, how did you personally, would the Holy Spirit call you in your personal response to Second uh, Peter chapter 9, or First Peter chapter 2, verse 9? Well, I think with this idea of the royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh, people for his own possession, I mean, that's a real weighty thing to be called mm-hmm. as a believer uh, in Jesus. And it really made me think about the fact that my life, how I live, reflects who I think God is. Mm. And I need to make sure that the example that I'm providing to the watching world through being a royal priest Mm -hmm. is actually an accurate depiction of who God is at his core, Mm -hmm. of his character, of his justice, of his righteousness, of his holiness. Uh, And so, you know, anytime that I find myself getting caught in gossip, um, anger that isn't right, Mm not loving those, especially, you know, not loving those that are closest to me. I mean, if I can't do that, Mm -hmm. then um, I'm not reflecting God accurately. And I think it just, it really impressed upon me, the Spirit impressed upon me, the weightiness of being the royal priesthood, that I am a representative of the God of the world to the rest of his creation. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to take seriously. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, thanks for joining us today and this week on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Jake will be back with us next week as we uh, conclude the next uh, three chapters of First Peter, uh, and then we will hop into Second Peter.